make love in the Chrysler building Lift our glasses to the sky Turn on the radio and say bye-bye Hollandaise is washed the sea Dutch to you, a treat for me We share some laughs as the urine passes through Fun in the fundus with you Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coleman, sitting in my safe house on the line with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. (laughs) Hello? Yes, we're here, Manny. Welcome. How are you? I'm good, Manny. Uh, uh, You know, we're, we're... uh, having to uh, uh, operate the podcast under some some makeshift uh, circumstances here. We had our the internet is down. Uh, we had a, a category three hurricane pass through New Orleans. Uh, the the eye went right over our, our houses. So uh, you know we had a hundred something mile an hour winds and uh, and then then uh, dead calm. And uh, everybody went out and walked around out in the eye, and uh, and then then the the winds kicked up again. So uh, so the power went out immediately at four o'clock in the afternoon. Stayed off until I don't know maybe four a.m. at my house. Then uh, then it mm. ca- came back on, but the the internet never did return. Wow, I, I must be a fortunate one because I never lost power. I never lost anything. Wow, I, I'm fine. The only thing I had to deal with was some tree branches from my palmetto uh, tree that were dead already. So the storm kind of helped me out, you know, pulling them down because I'm too short to pull them down myself. But, uh, yeah, it was a crazy, it was, you know, of course it's the one storm I don't evacuate for and it, 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 it did what it did. Right. You know? But you know what I found hilarious is that uh, the storm was called Zeta. Zeta, right. Zeta storm. The last every time I hear hurricanes. Yeah, and the the thing I always remember is that joke about Catherine Zeta Jones. Hmm. You know that beautiful woman who's an actress, right? And but she suffers from bipolar. She's bipolar. Huh. She uh, she half the time is she's very happy. And the other half the time, she has to suck an old man's cock. You know. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. She's married to Michael Douglas, who's probably pushing eighty now. You know. Yeah, I guess that would uh, could know. could bum anybody out. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe not him. I mean, could sure. be her. You know. Right. You know. But uh, anyway, uh, um, I, I noticed uh, last week. Um, it's very strange to me because it's everything's so political. We're getting closer to the election and all that stuff. Um, I noticed I, I went into what a local pharmacy, which is a national chain. You know, I'm not going to give its name, but the uh, first letter is C and the last letter is S. But I don't want to give out the name. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Uh, but I went there to uh, buy some condoms, and um, and as as I was going through the double doors, double sliding doors, I noticed 
that there was two signs, and this is, I'm not making this up. This is two, there were two, two signs saying we don't have the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I, you know, I don't believe in God, but I'll swear to God on this one. Okay. And I thought to myself, what the hell is that? They had signs saying we do not have the COVID-19 vaccine. So were there people that were told by their leaders that C blank S had the COVID vaccine. Well, the the president has been saying that uh, we're going to have a vaccine in just a couple of weeks for, uh, you know, for a month or so. So maybe people heard that and thought, well, it, a couple of weeks have gone by. They must have it. I, you know, but uh, I, I just found it funny that these poor workers there at this place had to like, you know, uh, say, we don't have a vaccine. I don't know where you heard this from, but we don't. And that guy, you know, this guy, he's such an idiot. He's telling people, oh, you know, I heard, I heard him say that um, he says, COVID will be over after November 3rd. That's what he said. I, I saw him say that, which, mm-hmm. right, you know right. what? Right. He thinks it's, it's all, yeah, everybody's the, the, the news media and, and the doctors are just building it up because they're all against him. Of course, everyone's against him. So they're making it, making it up to make him look bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And I'm, I'm getting to the point where I just want this, I, I just want Tuesday to come really fast and get it over and done with and see what happens because win or lose, especially if he loses, he ain't leaving. You know, he's, we're going to have to get yeah. the army to, uh, the, uh, the jaws of life to pull him out of the Oval Office. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. And I saw today that I saw today that his wife, who hasn't said a word in over a year, was stumping for him in Florida. Huh. You know, so that's crazy. You know, but you know what's crazy? I I, I saw that there's a uh, you know it seems like every year there's a new type of uh, drug that's killing our children. Remember, like a couple of years ago, it was Flocka. Flocka, sure. We had Flocka. Yep. Yeah, Flocka. And then there was Oxycodone. And there was Flocka stage two. And fentanyl. You know, that kind of stuff. Fentanyl. Was yeah. Around. Yeah, yeah. I just like saying Flocka. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. you like that. That's really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, Flocka. But apparently, there's something that's hit the southern states. It's trickled down, I guess, from the north. I don't know if you heard of this, uh, about a thing called purple heroin. Have you heard about this? Well, I heard about it, but I, I, I mean, I saw the, the, the headline. I didn't get to, to dig in to see what it was. So tell us, tell, tell the troubled nation uh, all about this. this new <laughs> well, you, well I, I don't know much about it, but it's this type of heroin and it looks purple. Huh. And uh, I thought you, being an ex-drug dealer, would know more about it than me. <laughs> well, so. well, no, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a little bit out of my, uh, out of my range there. Uh, you know, these new products, I'm not so familiar with them. But yeah, I wonder what, what it could cause it to, uh, to have that purple hue. Did you ever? Well, I the only thing I saw was that it's, it's the cut. It's cut with, um, with some stuff that uh, Jolly Ranchers. You, know, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, maybe our, 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 our stuff that, um, you know, um, 
you know, that you, you put, you put your animals down with oh. so that kind of stuff. Huh? Okay. You know, uh, um, but I just saw the headline, uh, a new, uh, drug in New Orleans called purple heroin. And of course, uh, there's going to be deaths from it and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, it is what it is, you know, but, uh, right. I wanted to talk about something, uh, 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 uh Renee, mm-hmm. that's your name, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, remember when, uh, the president came down with COVID and he went to the hospital? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I remember hearing a quote from him after he got out of the hospital and he said he had a great time. Um, the food was great. And after I remember like over a year ago, you said your band likes to go to hospitals to get food because the food is great at hospitals. We have done that. We have, have uh, gone through phases where, where we'll uh, pull into the local hospital and uh, go into the cafeteria and, and, uh, and eat there. Yep. Yeah, so you and our president, or your band and our president, both love hospital food. Well, you know, uh, Walter Reed, I'm sure he's, he's, uh, he's on the, the, uh, the executive uh, floor there. He's probably, probably getting a, a higher quality of, uh, of hospital food than, than the average Joe. But, uh, but yeah, you know, even for the average person, it's, uh, it's pretty solid, uh, solid value there. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, might, might be a little bit on the bland side and I might need a little bit of salt and pepper to, to, uh, dress it up. But, uh, you but know, it's cheap, right? It's, it's, it's a good value. You know, it's, it's, uh, you're going to get a square meal. You get to pick what you want. You know, not every place has a cafeteria like they used to have those A and G's and, Morrison's and uh, you know Piccadilly's, those you don't find those as much anymore. But uh, hospitals are a pretty close second to that. And uh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I, I noticed the, the the president. He he said, "Look, look how how uh, how easy it was to deal with this." And everybody said, "Well, yeah. If you get picked up on your lawn by a by a uh, helicopter and they bring you to." Uh, to one of the finest hospitals in the nation, you get treated with experimental drugs by a team of twenty doctors. Yeah, well, you, I'm, I'm sure you you will have a pretty good outcome. Right? Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, he's, he's an, an idiot. idiot. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, Manny. Speaking but, of, you know, we're, we're dealing we're, we're just dealing with this uh, storm that came through. Right. The Zeta. Yes. And um, I. Uh, I had to go to work yesterday and I had to go to work today. And, and today I noticed, um, um, because no, I've always said this new Orleans drivers are some of the worst drivers I've ever seen. Right. And now that, that all the traffic lights are down. What the hell's that? Uh, it's this, this dog I'm torturing over here. Don't yeah, there's a couple of them over here. Pay him no mind. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, now that all the traffic signal lights are down, the drivers here in New Orleans are even worse. Well, yeah, they're worse. And, uh, it, it, uh, I'm surprised I didn't get hit by a couple of cars today because people just don't understand, you know, when the light goes out, it now becomes a four way stop. Right. And you have to, and the, it, it goes into a clockwise position. So, you know, ever, you know, do it one, two, three, four, five, six o'clock up to ten o'clock at the midnight. 
those are the people who get to go, you know, but I mean, it took me actually with the traffic lights out today, it took me a half an hour more to get home because people didn't understand the four way stop. Yeah. You know, I think the clockwise thing that, 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 uh, that element of it, that's the first I've heard of that, frankly. So that's not something they really teach you down here. Um, cause I, I think what, what how to tell time? Well, no, the, that that they're moving uh, <laughs> through the four-way stop in a clockwise fashion. Because I think in New Orleans, people yeah. think, well, uh, whoever went net, whoever has been there the longest, gets to go next. You know, so it's right. it's, it's not necessarily uh, that that organized. But that's that's a good method you're you're mentioning. Uh, we should try to publicize that. So. Uh, <laughs> You know, next time you're 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 at one of those four-way stops, Manny, you're saying, uh, "Well, who goes first? That's the question. If you know, how do you know who's who to start the clock with? Right. Well, you know, uh, you know, well, you're dealing with those. I I don't know. I just thought of that because I had to bring out. But listen, I, I wanted to bring this up before we uh, get to our guest. Okay. Because he's exciting. He's very exciting to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, during this, like, uh, last week or so where we were all, we didn't know what the hell was going on with this, uh, storm and all that. I got to listen to, um, some, some shows cause I really don't, I don't, I, I have to catch up on a lot of our shows. Okay. Uh, cause I don't, and I realized, uh, that, um, that uh, listening to some older shows, you know, maybe 20, 30 shows ago and stuff like that. So I realized that um, all our clean and sober guests, mm-hmm. they, they don't know when to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. They keep, keep talking and talking and talking and talking, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and especially the white ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I realized that, uh, um, and sometimes uh, when I'm talking, I'm crazy and I'm insane. Yes. And I'm crazy and insane. And that's just the way I am because I'm crazy, Renee. I'm a crazy person. Okay. And I don't mind being crazy or insane. You know, I'm just crazy. Okay. You know, uh, and, and, and over the over the months of the past year or so, you've... Uh, You've asked me, uh, you've called me and said, what's going on with you? And now I realize that I'm crazy. I'm just a crazy person. Okay. So. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. we all, we all change. We all go through phases. You know, sometimes I'll go back and listen to those, that, that first year of shows. And you, you do seem like a, like a chipper, more happy person in, in some of those, those early shows. It's, it's a, there's a certain lightness um, that we have that uh, that we don't always attain, but but uh, you know it comes and goes. I, I thought the the last few ones have been pretty congenial and uh, and and pretty fun. So uh, you know, it's uh, like any relationship. You know, it's uh, it's it's not a linear thing. You know, you've been married for a long time. It's a similar deal. You know, I've been in bands for 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 ages. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a an an ever evolving uh, dynamic. It's part of what what keeps it exciting, is what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, should we uh, introduce our guest here, Manny? Sure. Okay. Well, this is a guest I've been aware of uh, since the, the kind of early 80s. 
uh, when I was out on the road with Alex Chilton, uh, people would give you cassette tapes that uh, to to entertain yourself on the on the road. You know, it's pre-internet, pre-everything. And uh, this fellow one time, we were we were into this guy uh, Eugene Chadbourne. He had a band called uh, Shockabilly, and uh, he was a Southern guy, guitar player. And we were talking to the, to this fella, George Cartwright, and he said, "Oh, if you like Eugene Chadbourne, you should uh, check out Reverend Fred Lane." And we said, "Well, what is that?" And he said, "Well, here, check this out." So he laid a, a cassette with a couple of records on us, and uh, it blew our minds. So, so uh, you know, it's he's a legendary character, um, and 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 he's recently they came out with a fantastic. Uh, documentary on him uh, a couple of years ago and and uh he has a, a new record out so he's he's back in the public eye so we're 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 going to uh you know to look in on him so without further ado uh the great reverend fred lane welcome fred oh thank you thank you it's nice to be here well i'm already here i'm not welcome really here. welcome fred Thank you very much. Where are you, Fred? Where are you? I, I am I'm in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so when when you you're you're the the first record is uh uh Redellinus Pataphysical Review uh with, right. with Ron Pate and his debonairs and and Ron and Pate's debonairs. Ron Pate's debonairs and Reverend Fred Lane, you are the the, the vocalist of that group. Yeah, you could call it that. Yeah, did a couple of uh, covers uh, of uh, "My Kind of Town" and uh, "Volari." My kind of town, Chicago is. My kind of town, Chicago is. My kind of. That was in 1975, by the way. Right. So that was a uh, five years ago. Uh, so, so that was uh, <laughs> a, a group in in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Right. And right. and you guys were were uh, were uh, crawling into the uh, the 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 University of of Alabama uh, band room through the window and uh, taking over people's instruments and uh, everyone playing instruments that they didn't really play. So it's kind of, has kind of a, a a no wave big band uh, uh, aesthetic to it. And that was the first appearance of uh, Fred Lane. Yes, uh, yes. And, and and now, so, so did that record come out, or, or 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 did it come out right around that time, or or what? what? Uh, it came, uh, yeah, it came. Uh, it was like a year and a half later, 
and um, it w- there was a it was a kind of a vegematic uh, advertisement by Ron Pate for for the uh, Rudolphus Pataphysical Review, and he Ron uh, chopped up a lot of vegetables with the, with the uh, the record and showed how, what what you could do with the record. It was not just a sound recording. So okay. yeah, seventy six is when it came out. So the vegematic, right? Yeah. And so, how does how do you get the name Reverend Fred Lane? Uh, I, I got bought some uh, stationery that I think cost a dollar in nineteen seventy two or seventy three, and that was just a name that I made up and put it on. There was another one, uh, Flounder Bunt, and I just kind of <laughs> stuck with that. So, just to give the people a, a a sense, a visual sense of Reverend Fred Lane, so your standard uh, attire would be. Uh, Tuxedo coat and tie, um, wingtips, yeah. no pants. No pants. Well, the the pants. I think we um, our uh, keyboard player uh, was in a band, and she uh, borrowed this guy's suit. This guy's suit, but the, the the pants hadn't come back for the cleaners. So all I got was the top, and, and so uh, that's why I went on stage with no pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, since, since I didn't have them. so and then the and then the next day, uh, I think that was rehearsal, and then the next day was the show, and the pants came back, but I decided I didn't want to wear the pants, so, so it just became a, a kind of a trademark. Right? Yeah, it was it was such a hit that uh, you know it was so so visually identifiable. You thought, well, you gotta you gotta stick with that. The the pataphysical review part of it. So uh, a lot of people aren't familiar with pataphysics but uh would you would you want to give a quick thumbnail sketch of of pataphysics it's the uh the science concerning the the laws of exceptions or the exceptions to the laws um it's kind of a circular uh, and it just eats itself up you know like the snake that he's it's and that's basically what it is i i'm there are other people that can explain it better than that, but that's basically it. It's it's uh, it's so it involves error and irony and and uh, uh, you said uh, I've heard it called the the science of imaginary solutions. Imaginary solutions, right? Foundation. Many people will say it's it was the, that that play, uh, the the Alfred Jarry play. Uh, U- Ubu what? Uh, U- Ubu the King? Or right, right. They, the, it was been translated into King Turd and several other. Right, they'll 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 often uh, mark that as the beginning of modernism, sort of a forerunner of of surrealism or 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 Dadaism. Uh, yeah. Right, right, theater of the absurd. Yeah. So 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 your your whole group was 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 into this kind of uh, tricksterism, and uh, and you know the the idea of people playing instruments that they're they're not really uh, checked out on, but. But it's it's the triumph of of aesthetic over craft. So there's very little craft uh, when yeah. p- people playing instruments that they that they didn't really know how to play. But uh, they had a, an artistic uh, urge, an impulse that that you were going with. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much you could do whatever you wanted to. So that was, that was kind of relaxing and, and freeing for a hairstyle. Right, right, right. 
and and this this predates the uh, the the lounge movement by by a couple of decades. And but many people would probably uh, count you in on on that thing. Except you know what 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 you guys had is a wicked sense of humor, and uh, mm-hmm. and and you, you know it. Uh, you were definitely not taking yourselves too seriously. Yeah, in fact, uh, the. I didn't even know what a lounge singer was until somebody pointed uh, out Bill Murray doing that uh, Nick Rivers or whatever he did on Saturday Night Live. I didn't. I wasn't familiar with that term because I I didn't know what a lounge. I hadn't been to one of the lounges. That I eventually got to Atlantic City years later. That that first record. So then the the second one uh, you mentioned it was uh, from the one that cut you. Yeah. And uh, that started with a, a a note that you found somewhere. Uh, yeah, somebody found it. I think uh, our, our bass player, who, who I uh, renamed Abdul Ben Camel, he uh, found that in his uh, I think in the wheel base of his 1952 Dodge panel truck, and it was wrapped around this giant hunting knife. It was about a 14 inch knife. It was scary looking and that it was all crusted and i think it probably had blood on it but the, it was it was there was a piece of uh, like a grocery sack grocery bag and it was wrapped around it and it was written out from the one that cut you you know like a sweet little gift and uh, <laughs> not the one who would cut you not whom uh-huh. but that that cut you right and it said uh i cut you i hope the pain is gone wait to see this is the one that cut you. P.S. Don't worry about Jimmy. I'll take care of him. Same way I took care of you. Love, sweet. And it was F-U-E-A-R. And we didn't know whether it was, he was trying to spell fuer or fuey. But um, that really got me going. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And then, then I wrote a song and a, and a bunch of uh, review sketches to go with that. Remember me, I'm the one that cut you I hope the pain is gone Did it hurt just a little bit? Did it bleed just a little bit? I cut you I'm the one Within about a, a year, we had had that on stage, and somehow a hooker by crook, a couple of the people, I think the, a keyboard player, Ladonna Smith and uh, Craig, somehow finagled us getting this um, really good, like early 1900s style theater to play in to nice. do the the show. We had we got to do a, a dress rehearsal and then or, then a whole run through of the show and uh it, that was pretty good unfortunately we didn't get a, a visual of it so it's 1976 so not everybody and his brother had video right so yeah you know yeah. I, was, I was thinking back on like the the genius to have recorded that that performance that that made the first record you know had someone not be running tape not have been running yeah. tape on that it would have just gone into the ether and uh you know we there was about there was literally about uh, uh, two feet of tape before it ran out. Yeah, Fun of the fundus was the last song in the show where 
uh, Ron Tate and I are both uh, both dead. We I think we had a shootout or something, and we were supposed to be lifted up into the, the, the clouds. But that was we were tap dancing toward the end of that. We were still dead and tap dancing. <laughs> um, but the uh, but that ran out that 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 last uh, crescendo with the that um that's that's what it got. And then there was that just barely that was like a, like a miracle because we didn't have enough tape. The guy that was taping it, he he kept turning the the uh, the tape machine off and then turning it back on whenever there was something dead air. Right, right, so just, just to conserve tape. Uh huh. Yeah, but that was a, that that performance. I I like that, even though it was not the sound wasn't that great on it. But you play uh, a instrument? Uh, yeah. Well, I did. I I played the flute, but I never I never ever played that on stage with the Fred Lane stuff. Um, and I played with, uh, uh, the trans music, trans improvisation, uh, or the transsexuals or whatever they were called. And, uh, I also played with, um, that, that's about it. Yeah. Just the, the, the Redonis people. You, 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 you just write lyrics, you write music and lyrics. And, and music and lyrics. Yeah. And I started out playing yeah. flute. That was the. I think there's one, the, the only Fred Lang song where I'm actually playing flute on is uh, White Woman. And I play it for like, you know, uh, maybe 16 beats. And then, then the uh, the lower horns uh, stomp me to death. So that's, <laughs> that's that solo. We just improvised that and then we decided, well, we just leave that in the song. That was good. Having lunch with a white woman. Everybody wants to have a white woman. She's a Caucasian. I'm a Caucasian. You know it's got to be a white woman. Leaning on the lobby door. So how do you end up from Alabama to um, where you are now? Uh, you go up uh, the uh, highway. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> across okay. the 24. Um, what's that, 75? No, it's not 75. That's uh, 59. No, but you're, you're, yeah, you're, you graduated uh, from Alabama, Roll Tide? Uh, no, actually, I didn't go. I'm from that town. I'm from Tuscaloosa. Oh, okay. So I'm just. I thought know. you went to the school. No, I just I just hung around those guys and gals. Uh, and but you're you're a, uh, a, a an artist by uh, by by trade and and by by uh, vocation. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I am now. Yes. And I've 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 seen some of your your uh, your beautiful whirly gigs that you that you. Uh, craft now is uh it's they're very entertaining it's a uh, very comical and whimsical uh well they are they are very comical and very whimsical i appreciate that and uh do you are you uh, now you had a shop in tuscaloosa at one time that sold those are you selling those in chattanooga now uh yeah i, I just sell them out of my home we did a lot of we used to do a lot of shows like uh arts and craft shows across the country uh, of course since COVID, everything is shut down but right. so we haven't been doing anything but working out of our house and selling on the uh 
on Facebook, actually. Okay. Well, you know, you're you're kind of a reclusive guy, so I'm not sure if you're aware of of everything that's going on, uh, you know, in in your orbit. But uh, are you familiar with the band Squirrel Nut Zippers? Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah they asked me the permission to get to do that. And I think I got permission, but then they yeah they they recorded it. Because yes, uh, uh, Manny Jimbo, remember Jimbo Mathis? Uh, he was our our guest. Um, so he just put out a new record on on uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers, and they covered uh, one of Fred's yeah. numbers. I talked to my oh, haircut. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he he was a good guy, Jimbo. He was on the show. He was on our hundredth anniversary show, wasn't he? he? Yes, he did show up on the hundredth an- anniversary show. Yeah. So uh, so yeah the, yeah, the 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 new squirrel nut zippers has has that uh, that version their version of I talked to my haircut so um, look out Fred you know the the, uh, the you know the the groundswell is building you know because I saw even though the COVID's out there I think the squirrel nut zippers are going to be braving the road they're going to be going to be out promoting wow. that record. Well, if anyone would do it, it would be Jimbo because he's a nut. Yes, yes, he yep. is. Uh, He's a nut, and uh, we tried to get him a job down here uh, killing rats in the French Quarter. Right. And uh, after, uh, what was that? After um, the whole COVID thing started. Right. And everything closed down. This is weird, Reverend. Back in March, when they shut everything down in New Orleans, in the French Quarter... All of a sudden, it was a ghost town, and the only only things in the ghost town were rats, rats, because all the restaurants in the French Quarter used to throw out their garbage and feed the rats. And then once, when once those restaurants were closed down for a few weeks, the rats were like, "Where's our food? Where's our food?" So you saw rats everywhere in the French Quarter, and they were actually hiring people who had guns or BB guns to go around the French Quarter and kill rats. And Jimbo Fisher, who was out of work at that time... Mathis, right? Jimbo yeah, Mathis. Yeah, he... he Mathis. Jimbo Mathis, yeah. He said, well, I got some guns. Will they hire me? And I don't know what happened with that after that. I really don't know. yeah. But uh, they he's pay a you good by, guy. They pay you by the carcass. Uh, I think they, yeah, I think they paid you by the tail or whatever that kind of stuff. And he was all into it, man. He was into it. He's a good guy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He's 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 a uh, he's an affable fellow. He's uh, he's he's uh, he's got a lot on his mind because because he was actually ready to move down here with his woman. And then this whole COVID thing happened, and he decided to stay in um, wherever he lives. Mississippi, yeah, North Mississippi. Yeah, okay. Well, so, um, uh, Manny, how are you doing on your cocktail? I could, it could use a little more. (laughs) Maybe we should uh, take a break right now. What do you think? Okay, yeah, we'll take a break. Uh, Reverend, yeah, this is a part of the show. This is a part of the show where Renee and I and the whole nation, and if you want to, 
Go, uh, you know, refill whatever you're drinking, and we'll be right back. Parapoodles and a Biscayne, chuckling for the rains came. Sentimental refrain, waiting on that freight train. Trampoline from a coin purse, from a clutch bag and a glove box. When the cigarette is over, they'll fly a nice pick to the moon. We're on the bus, each and every one of us. The way you hold your drink, it's tearing me apart. Put up on the bar stool, how do you do? Was it good for the cop as it was for you? Parapoodles, one is dark and one has flaxen hair. They ease into a trailer court, they didn't seem to care. Wiggling, giggling, piggy bank cashes. Twelve loaded rubber snouts up your Hollywood. Beckons like crime, it don't mean a thing. It buys a nice pick to a better world. And we're back. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coman. Back with our guest, Mr. Fred Lane, Reverend Fred Lane. Mr. Mr. Fred, Fred. Mr. Reverend Fred Lane. Fred, Dr. Phil Marshall. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, uh, Fred, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this product that that, uh, the the Troubled Men podcast has been associated with. But, uh, Manny, why don't you tell uh, Reverend Fred about uh, the Velo Bar? Fred. Are you listening? Yeah. Can you hear me, Fred? Yeah, I got these things. Can you hear me, Fred? What? What? Yeah, I can hear you. (laughs) All right. Listen, uh, this podcast has been associated with this great product called the Velo Bar. V-E-L-O Bar. And Fred, Reverend, I'm telling you, this is an amazing product. It is a product that is stress-relieving, protein-giving, and it is made with all the right ingredients. And you know what I'm talking about, Reverend? It's made with... um, Superfoods. Hemp hearts. Yes. Hemp hearts, chia seeds, and CBD oil, 25 milligrams of CBD oil. Yes. Um, Yes. and yes. it, this stuff is great. In fact, I just ran out of my last bar okay. uh, a couple days ago. And this stuff is the greatest shit ever, Fred. Can I call you, Fred? No, you can or do call you want me to be called, if you like. Sure. Uh, can I call you Reverend? Uh, yeah, you call me. You... Hey, Reverend. Tell me something. Have you ever performed an exorcism? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably by accident. Okay. But anyway, getting back to endorsing our sponsors, this is a great bar. Renee, you know all about it. Yes, it it, uh, it's a CBD it's a CBD protein bar that'll help you get through all the stress that you're going through right now. In 2020, this year has been crazy going nuts. It's a crazy going nuts year. And right now, the troubled nation knows this, but Reverend, you probably don't know this. Right now, if you go to uh, VeloBarCBD.com, go to their website, and Mm -hmm. put and order some bars, they're fabulous flavors, dark chocolate and peanut butter. And I love them both. I do love them both. And if you go right now to their website, 
And if you use the troubled one five promo code, you will get 15% off your order plus free shipping. Yes. Free shipping, Reverend. Yes. It's great. It's a a great thing to have. Troubled men one five. Troubled men one five. Troubled men one five. Men one five. Troubled men one five. I'm sorry. Yes, Troubled Men 1-5 is the yeah. promo code, yeah. and you get 15% yeah. off. Yeah, Troubled Men 1-5, and I'm telling you, uh, the, the, the CEO of this company has been on our show, and he'll never be back. Right, right, show. right, right. <laughs> yeah, he'll never come back no. after being on the show, but he still is offering us this uh, promo code, Troubled one, Men 1-5, one to get free shipping and 50% off your order. I'm telling you, the kids love this. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you ordered m- many of these bars, Renee. I mean, I know you're a cheap fuck. No, no, I've, I've, no I've, 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 I've been getting some of the bars myself. So, yes, they're, they're my, okay. my family's Have you been them. sharing it with your family? Yes. Have you been sharing it yes. with your family? Yes, the family's eating okay. them. The, the girl, Good. the girl child, the boy. Yes, they're all, they're all, they're all uh, feasting on, okay. the, on the CBD well, uh, bars. CBD. Okay. Good, huh? CBD, isn't that what uh, Shim Power used to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He did exactly. That's pretty he funny. Said, anyway, uh, nation. Yeah, nation. You know what to do. And you got anything else, Renee? Before we get back to our reverend, um, just uh, you know, as always, uh, if you want to support the podcast directly, you can jump on that PayPal uh, link there in the in the show notes or uh, the the uh, Facebook page and uh, make a contribution to the cocktail fund or just the general operating budget. You know, we, we put this podcast out for free every week and uh, we, we love to bring joy to the uh, troubled nation. And uh, you know, we appreciate all the support, but all this happens in the space of uh, two or three years, right? Like 74 to 76, something like that. The record for the, from the one that 76 was when the stage show was with the Eighty-three. So okay. there's well years between those. Is there any touring? N- nope. No touring. What's like? That's like four. I, I think I've been with Fred Lane on stage four times over the last 146 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you really made them count. You really made those appearances count. You got a lot of mileage out of those. And and uh, yeah. at some point, Shimmy Disc. A uh, very cool label. Uh, put put uh, reissues those records, right? And 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 they, they get a, a little bit broader uh, dr- broader uh, distribution. Yeah, they they reissued uh, from the one that cut you for the ninety three uh, release. They released that in I think eighty eight, and then they uh, released. Um, well, no, that's not the opposite. They they released. From the one that cut you in '88, and in '89 they released Car Radio Jerome. Okay. Car, that's so. The other one was a re-release, and that the other one was the first release was on Shimmy Disc, like Car Radio Jerome. Okay, because those records are still very difficult to find. You know, that's uh, and and when you find them, they they're they're not cheap. Um, well, I, I, Garner Records is. Before the COVID hit, um, Eric Friedel Friedel, right? He was he was going? He was. Um, he, we, we, I think he still is going to put the the first two of the uh, from the one that cut you and Cardio Jerome and re-release those. 
Nice. And it's so it, 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 it keeps getting moved up. It was like the middle of 21 now, I think, is when they're they're talking about it. Okay, well, that's... Really now, Reverend, 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 uh, Reverend, I mean, Reverend, Reverend uh, your music, to me, sounds like it could be perfect music for, like, B-movies. You ever get offered any uh, movies to say, can we use your music? Uh, no, not really. No. I think the uh, uh. person that asked me was, uh, was uh, Jimbo Mathis. Go they pay me and everything. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a stand up guy. Um, well, so so, but more recently, you you had your your fourth record uh, was was finally released, Ice Pick to the Moon. Right. And that's that's exciting. After all this time, you know, uh, I, I like the idea that you guys made those three records, uh, the first three records, and then disappeared. And like that's that's a great that's a great way to become legendary, you know. Perform just a handful of shows, uh, record them, uh, throw them out into the the the, uh, the weirdo sphere, and uh, and then disappear. That was that wasn't intentional, but it ended up that way because, uh, yeah, that's just the way it ended up. Well, you know, this the whole thing, the the, the whole aesthetic. It, I was thinking about this. You know, there's there's a lot of people that grow up in the South and they feel like they're they don't really fit in to the the conservative milieu. They're a little bit different. And then they grow up and they <laughs> they go to like New York City or they go to San Francisco and they try to find other people, other freaks like themselves, and 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 congregate. But then there's other people who are in the South and decide to stay, and they will yeah. likewise find. Uh, each other and they'll make these uh these you know amalgams of of uh of southern resistance this sort of aesthetic resistance right. you know that and, and i i see you guys as in 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 that vein to a great degree Do, is that how you guys saw yourselves uh, i think so i mean we we all found each other the people that and everybody liked the stuff that everybody else was doing when we we first met and uh and I, I and then things kind of just you know everybody goes their separate ways, right? Because every everybody did some kind of uh, creative stuff later, whether it was music or art or. I mean, one one of the people that was with us was Anne LeBaron, and she's kind of a serious composer now. Yeah, she doesn't do very serious stuff, but she's kind of well known, right, internationally in the in the twenty twenty set, right. So, so, so the, 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 that fourth record came out and then the great documentary by the same title, Ice Pick to the Moon. Yeah, that was a, a Skiz, Skizix. I think he found, he working at a radio station. I can't remember. And he came across that, that record and uh, became an instant fan, I guess, in the late 80s, maybe. Uh huh. And, and then, Contacting me, it took about twenty years to get the the thing made and out. But uh, I kept. I was living. Uh, well, I was at Tuscaloosa. I moved to Atlanta, and then I moved. By the time I moved to Chattanooga, he he came up here and, and uh, filmed interviews with me and all the people. It took him a long time to do that. Right. That stuff jumps in time a lot. 
Now, do your neighbors in Chattanooga are they aware of the the the, the kind of celebrity in their midst, or are they are they familiar with with Fred Lane, or are you pretty much going by your your uh, your mild mannered alter ego there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, both, both. Okay. Some people know who I am. Yeah. Okay, because you have a the mild mannered alter ego Tim Reed, and uh, uh, it's a, oh yeah. The main difference is uh, you have different glasses than Fred Lane, and you wear pants. Yeah, yeah, I do. I wear, I wear pants uh, most of the time <laughs> when, when you see me. Anyway. Now, do you have a family? Are you married with children? Or I, I, just... I, I'm married with dogs. Yeah. Okay. Married with dogs. When you developed the Fred Lane uh, persona, did you feel like uh, th- that kind of gave you license to behave in a different manner than 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 you had uh, theretofore? Uh, yeah, that that first night was uh, the, um, the in '75. Was it at the University of Alabama? I just got on stage and just started making stuff up because I I don't uh, somebody gave me a. Uh, Nolan Hatcher, who who died way a, a long time ago, gave me a, a joke about Eleanor Roosevelt, and uh, so I just did that. And he, he didn't tell me that he didn't give me the punchline, but uh, so I just I just told that joke like it was a uh, you know didn't make any sense anyway. I can't tell whether you're coming or going either. I think that was the that was not the punchline. Uh-huh. That was the end of the, the joke. So. I think that's the first time I ever told a joke on stage. Probably the last. <laughs> well, just the rest of the stuff I was just making up and insulting the audience. Right, and 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 the band, you know, you're you're, you're you, the band is is struggling through their solos, and you're saying things like, "Ooh, I think you stepped in it there," or uh, uh, I think, "Oh yeah, I think you stepped in something." Emil <laughs> been Camel bass, and uh, Emil Camel screws up something up, and. Uh, and I go over and I slap him in the face. You know, it's just stuff like that. Right, right. Well, so so are you still in contact with the uh, with with the the Redellinus people? Are they still. Yeah, uh, some of them we had a uh, that we had a reunion, but that was seven years ago. But they a lot of them showed up at the uh, the uh, premiere of uh, Ice Pick to the Moon, the the documentary. Um. Yeah. I, I see them from time to time, and they're on the the interweb links. So okay. I, I, and they all they all live in the same neighborhood. Uh, no, they live uh, different places. I think one of them still lives in Tuscaloosa. Well, two people I know still live in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, the rest of them live in uh, Nashville, Los Angeles, um, and a lot of other places. I forgot where they live. Now I saw on your calendar there was actually a, a, a New Orleans date had been scheduled uh, for I guess for October or something. I'm sure that. Oh didn't. yeah, it was actually supposed to be tomorrow. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that supposed to be tomorrow? I was asking Jeannie. Mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, <laughs> she can't hear y'all. That's right. I, I forgot. The uh, the show in New Orleans wasn't that supposed to be like the day before Halloween? Yeah, it was. That's tomorrow. Yep. Yep. Man, well, it's uh, it's I'd forgotten that. Yes, timely that <laughs> we have can't. you on the show I- instead. But uh, man, really, really wish we'd been able to, to go see you. And and I, I hope uh, you know, once gigs start again, that that you guys actually reschedule. Oh, we're we're definitely gonna do that. But it's maybe another year. 
It all depends on November 3rd. It all depends on November 3rd. Oh, yeah. You don't have to remind me of that. Go ahead, Manny. No, I just wanted to say that um, um, there's more bad news. And it has nothing to do with our guests or anything like that. (laughs) But there's there's more bad news for e-cigarette users. No, no. no. Tell me. No. No, uh, I you know I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, but a lot of people smoke e-cigarettes nowadays, and there's right. more bad news for e-cigarette users. And you know what it is? Tell me. You look fucking stupid. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna smoke a cigarette, just smoke a cigarette. You yeah, know? yeah. I we- don't get it. Right. We yeah. used to think that, that that gave you a certain cachet, a certain cool factor with the cigarette. Right, yeah. Doesn't, and now that e-cigarettes, you know, you just look stupid. Doesn't really translate. These are kind of like candy cigarettes that they used to have. Yeah, I mean, can you see, like, uh, in the movie Casablanca, like, Humphrey Bogart walking? <laughs> cafe. <laughs> I just don't see it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it seems, yeah, seems no. ridiculous for sure. Well, well, Fred, I know you you for many years uh, were were producing uh, newsletters. You had the the Naked Women Overthrow the Government Quarterly was one of your uh, publications, yeah. and uh, yeah. also the Liquid Basketball Manifestos. Um, yeah. Or, or Fred Lane newsletter, yeah. Or, uh, what's what's the state of the Fred Lane newsletter? Is that uh... oh they're uh, they defunct, man. Oh, okay. But but uh, yeah, I, I I was somebody was doing a, uh, a a book about surrealism that came here that's in the South, particularly in Alabama, and you know, so it was mostly it was about half of it was about the Redonis people, and he was trying to get me to give give uh, copies of some of the uh, newsletters, but I had, I had cannibalized those so much using them on the backs of the covers of the records, mm-hmm. a lot of those pictures. And they were, they were kind of all in shreds except for part of the uh, bad or uh, Remington quiet writer uh, typing on them. And uh, so uh, I don't know. I, uh, Evelyn Camel's been trying to get me to do to start doing those again, but yeah, I don't know. No, a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff you couldn't. Uh, it wouldn't work today. I don't know. Maybe it would. I don't. That, Too politically yeah. incorrect for. Uh, oh, there's a lot of that. Yes. Yeah. Mostly that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I was wondering. I, I mentioned uh, uh, Eugene Chadbourne and you know these these other pockets of of you know Southern fried fruitcakes that were out there mm-hmm. operating independently. Were, were you guys aware of, of some of these other uh, agitators like uh, Tav Falco and the Panther Burns? Or, uh, uh, I, did, I, I've, I heard Tav Falco because I think he actually played at this bar called The Chucker in Tuscaloosa back in the 80s or 90s. Okay, I might have been on that Panther gig Burns. perhaps. But, uh, Panther Burns, yeah, it was just a little dippy uh, bar. With a, a really high ceiling, and somebody had painted a replica of the the Sistine Chapel's thing on the top of the ceiling. Um, but but that's where all the the only people that didn't you know 
want to go to a redneck or a frat bar in uh, Tuscaloosa with there. Back then, that was a kind of a safe place to go. Right. Because, uh, you know, being in that group and, and being aware of you, and, and again, this is pre-internet, so it wasn't easy to look people up. You know, you just, it was, you would hear mm-hmm. stories of people. You knew they were out there, but uh, just, just uh, getting a, a peek into y'all's scene through those records, we thought, oh, we're not alone here. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, we that would if we would have been really hooked up to a lot of different things if uh, that all that stuff had existed. Well, even if we had had a, a video, you know, of the, a lot of the stuff, we could have shown that to other people and they say, "Oh, that's what that is." Right. And we were just, we were just kind of isolated in a lot of ways. I think this. Yeah, I mean, that was. in a, in a way, that was that was kind of the charm of it. You know, it was. It was uh, you know, people were, were developing in their isolation and, and, you know, drawing on many of the same, um, inspirations, but taking them in different directions and, and just the absurdism of it, you know, the, the, uh, the, 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 the artistic counterpunch to, to the Bible belt. Yeah. And, uh, it was even, uh, that you know a counterpunch to a lot of uh, the popular culture of the time and because a lot of that stuff was just it's <laughs> in the 70s are just horrible let's so people who are in isolation right now will do the same thing okay yeah i want to tell you a story okay um um back in the late 80s when i was uh, working for the hollywood uh, entertainment industry um, I, I worked on a show, uh, it was a benefit show to help the homeless in the eighties in, in, in America. It was called comic relief. Right. Right. Where we got all sorts of comedians to, uh, yeah. yeah. Give, you know, five, yeah. six minutes of their stand up, and, uh, and, uh, people would, call the 800 number and say, yeah, I like Eddie Murphy. So I'll give 20 bucks to help a homeless person. But anyway, um, I, uh, I was one of the coordinators of this show and I, I snuck in some friends of mine to the show and we're all in the men's room smoking a J and you know who walks into the men's room at the universal amphitheater is Mr. George Carlin. Oh yeah. George Carlin. This is 19, like 86. George Carlin. And me and my buddies are smoking a joint. And we're like, fuck, this is George Carlin. So we offer him. We say, hey, George, do you want a hit of this joint? And he says, no. I don't want a hit of your fucking joint. But it's still nice to be asked. And that's the way I look at life. Okay. It's still nice to be asked. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say one thing. Yeah. And that's one thing only. Matthew Broderick is a stalker. <laughs> so I was dating his ex girlfriend in LA and uh he knew we were an item and he kept calling and leaving these messages on a phone machine. Hmm. So um 
I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. <laughs> and now he's married to he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker, Sex and the City girl. Right. Who I would love I would love to stalk her. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know. Well, nation, uh, uh, look out for Reverend Fred Lane. It's all over all over YouTube. You can uh, you know. Check out the the uh, the the early recordings. I guess Goner Records is going to be reissuing those in a, in a year or so. So look look for those. They're they're they absolutely should be in your collection. Now, Reverend, is this all going to be on vinyl or just like uh, uh, CDs? I'm not sure. We were also talking about uh, somebody in uh, in Britain was talking about putting it out on uh, CDs. I mean, it might. It might be available for a download. It may be available. Oh, okay. Okay. And, uh, so there's no vinyl. Know You're not going to do vinyl. No vinyl, right? Uh, I think they're, that I, uh, they were talking about, Goner was talking about that, yeah. Yeah, Goner does a lot of vinyl. That's that's who puts yeah. out uh, uh, Quintron's records, Manny. So, um, so yes, yeah. it's... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've met uh, Quintron a couple of times. He played he played in Tuscaloosa, actually. Nice. With yeah. uh, Miss Pussycat. Yeah. Yes, we love them. They both, yeah. they both have been on, on the uh, Trouble Men podcast uh, separately because we like them so well, much. I need to listen to some of those. Oh yeah, they're great. They have a brand new record out. <laughs> so do I. Yeah, yeah. The... <laughs> so do I. <laughs> All right, Manny. Well, uh, uh, I'm gonna. We'll let you turn in. Uh, uh, once again, thank you. No, I think it's been a fabulous show, and I just want to say to everyone and to you, Reverend, thank you very much. You guys are all exciting to me, and now I have to go pass out. So good night. Okay. So thank you for your appreciating uh, my appreciation. You're pretty I appreciate. So so Fred, in the on the Trouble Men podcast, we always like to say uh, trouble never ends. Uh, but the struggle continues. Good night. Good night. Don't take no uh, plywood Clark bars. People stop and ask me about my wife. They think I broke my arm. It's just exaggeration, it's no big deal I never felt better in my life People stop and ask me about my broken arm Yeah, they think I beat my wife It's just their foolish dreams I don't let it worry me Cause I'm in the prime Of my life I'm sick of my job I'm sick of my wife I'm sick of your face I'm sick of this life Gonna go to the store And purchase some hardware, my dear then I'll get in the car, pick up some chicken, arrive at your door, of which I will be kicking in. And I'll say what a day, what you say, we both go have a drink or two. 
Then I put it to your forehead Put it to your temple Put it to your midriff I'll attempt to make a dimple Then I put it in, put it in, put it in, put it in Then I put it to your eyeball Put it to your face a highball drink to the master race and I put it in put it in put it in put it in Prostitute, riffraff, the car keys, 
elbow, the knickknack, dispatch, telephone, nip this, lunar, six pack, cream cheese, teacup, the sit down, gooseless, the pet down, feel up, the wet down, the build up, the let down, the let up, the big time, the sonar, the electron, the build up, the let down, the build up, the let down, the build up, the let down, the build up, the let down. Son of a gun, living in a robber room.